0: Freddy Krueger, literally the thing of nightmares. His burnt, disfigured face and his trademark metal claw. Freddy has been giving people of all ages nightmares since his first appearance in 1984. But did you know that Wes Craven, the film's director, found inspiration for this film from tragic true-life events? If not, stay tuned. I'm Lauren, and this is The Truth Inside, A Nightmare on Elm Street. For those that are unfamiliar with the iconic 1984 film, the short version is that Freddy Krueger, the film's villain, is a dream demon that kills teens in their dreams, which in turn kills them in reality. To explain, Freddy the human was a serial child killer, who killed his victims with a bladed leather glove. Whilst he was captured by law enforcement, he was set free on a technicality, and this resulted in a manhunt, with the fictitious town's vengeful parents finding him and killing him, dousing him in gasoline and setting his body alight. The result? Whilst Freddie's body died, his spirit lived on within the dreams of a group of teenagers living on Elm Street. He preyed on these victims by entering their dreams and killing them. It's certainly a terrifying concept, You can't escape your nightmare, and you know that if you're caught and killed, that's it. Game over. Your death in the dream world is mirrored in reality. Now understandably, you're thinking, this cannot be born out of truth. I thought exactly the same thing, but sad to say, A Nightmare on Elm Street was actually inspired by a medical condition that presented itself in the late 1970s, early 1980s. Like me, you can no longer feel reassured that the film is just a work of fiction. So to be clear, Freddy himself isn't directly pulled from reality. Nor is the tale about a serial murderer seeking revenge after being killed by vigilantes, but rather the idea that you can be killed in your sleep, possibly by your nightmares. The boy dreamt of being chased, and often woke up terrified. The nightmares got so bad that the boy reached a point where he refused to go to sleep. He'd do anything to avoid it, actively forcing himself not to fall asleep, night upon night. He was convinced that if he did, he would die. Of course, we need sleep to function, so eventually one night, despite his best efforts, the boy fell asleep. His parents were relieved. They'd watched him suffer for days. Sleep, they felt, was the best thing for him and that he would be safe. Whilst the nightmares were bad, the demons in his dream couldn't hurt him in real life. Sometime later, in the early hours of the morning, they heard the boy, their son, cry out. The demons were back. It was clear this was yet another nightmare. They got out of bed, ready to wake and console their child. But by the time they reached his room, he was dead. It was this story, alongside headlines such as Night Deaths of Asian Men Unexplained, that caught Wes Craven's eye. A young child, scared to fall asleep because of the monsters contained inside his dreams. His parents oblivious to the threat. The idea that if you die in a dream, you die in real life. What a perfect plot for a horror film. Except, for many, this wasn't the plot of a film at all. This was real life. So how did these headlines come about? Let's backpedal. April 1975, Cambodia. A communist group known as the Khmer Rouge has just seized the country. Prior to this, between 1970 and 1973, during the Vietnam War, most of the countryside was bombed by the United States. The Khmer Rouge used the United States' action to recruit followers, and ultimately excused the brutal policies they exercised. It's now January 1979, and the atrocities carried out by the Khmer Rouge are far and wide. They've killed more than 1.7 million people over four years through work, starvation and torture, with the victims being buried in the killing fields, the name for the mass graveyards. The genocide in Cambodia means that many survivors fled to refugee camps in Thailand, many of these immigrating to the United States. This was in part due to Congress passing the Refugee Act of 1980, which meant that many refugees from the southeastern countries of Vietnam, Cambodia and Laos would resettle in America. In 1980 alone... Approximately 54,000 refugees came from Laos, of which circa 27,000 were from Hmong. It's now the early 1980s, and the refugees are trying to acclimatise to the American way of life, whilst the immediate threat to life appears to be behind them, an altogether new threat has emerged. Between 1981 and 1988, over 100 men died mysteriously in their sleep, reportedly after suffering from nightmares. The commonality... They were male refugees from Southeast Asia who had fled from the killing fields. At the time, it was called Asian death syndrome. But strangely, none of them possessed any noticeable health problems, and mostly, everyone was aged between twenty to thirty years of age. The people suffering were typically refugees from Laos, a small, landlocked country in Southeast Asia. The Hmong minority, in particular. One story is that a forty-seven-year-old Yongling Leng Thao. Medics arrived at the refugee camp to find Yong having some kind of fit in his sleep, his wife in tears by his side. Despite their best efforts, they couldn't save him and his death was a mystery. He was also the fourth man to die while sleeping in nine months. Another story is the one you heard earlier, of the refugee family who fled the killing fields and came to America, only for their son to start experiencing terrible nightmares and dying in his sleep. So what caused these mysterious deaths? Surely it wasn't some dream demon like Freddy Krueger. Well, there have been a few theories. One was that the refugees had been subject to a nerve agent during the war. But of course, it didn't explain why most of the deceased were males, and why this would cause them to die in their sleep as opposed to any other time. So this was quickly ruled out by medics. The second was night terrors, and that these were due to PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. It's true that some things in our dreams can trigger physiological reactions we might have when awake. I'd hazard a guess and say that we've all experienced something similar in our dreams, like screaming, only to wake up and find that we're screaming in real life. So it is possible a dream could trigger some reaction that results in your death. Again, there was no evidence though to tie the two together. And also, why wouldn't women be suffering in the same way? Of all the deaths, only one had been a woman. It was largely prevalent amongst males. The most widely accepted theory is Sun's, or Sudden Unexplained Nocturnal Death Syndrome. This is the medical term given to sudden death while sleeping. The most common type is known as Brigada Syndrome, and according to literature, men are more likely to be diagnosed than women, and it also occurs more frequently in Asians than people of any other races. This may actually explain what caused the deaths amongst the refugee population although it's worth noting that it's still not fully understood. One doctor, Dr. Um, suggests the years of stress that the Hongwang endured could be a factor in the disease. Was that a reflection of what kind of stresses that come from being forcibly removed from a familiar world to a completely alien and sometimes even hostile context, she asks. It's highly likely. Otherwise, Brigada is a generic heart rhythm disorder which can lead to sudden cardiac arrest, loss of heart function and loss of breath. It can happen when you're awake, but it's most likely fatal when you're sleeping. Now I will say that whilst Brigada syndrome is a serious condition that people can die from, the chances of this happening can also be significantly reduced if diagnosed and treated. Although, let's be honest, this medical condition alone may be more frightening than the fictional murderer it inspired. So look, we technically know that it's unlikely Freddy Krueger or some other dream demon is lurking about in the corners of our nightmares, ready to strike but we still don't know everything there is to know. We do know that not everyone who dies in their dreams dies in real life. Plenty of people have lived to tell the tale. But equally, of the people who did die, who's to say what they were dreaming about at the time? Was it of fluffy bunnies hopping around in a field, or was it looking into the eyes of a demon? And that exact question is why a nightmare on Elm Street is so powerful. Sweet dreams. Thank you for joining me as we discuss the truth inside true crime, mysteries and legends from around the world. As terrifying or as uncomfortable as the truth may be, as Theodore Roosevelt once said, in the end the most unpleasant truth is a safer companion than a pleasant falsehood. Until next time. everyone it's lauren here just a quick note if you're joining me on the audio version i'd really appreciate a rating if you're joining me on the visual version so over on my youtube channel if you've liked what you've heard please feel free to give me a thumbs up either way i'd really appreciate if you've got any case suggestions or mysteries legends that you'd like covering please pop them in the comment box or drop me an email the email is in the description it's the truth inside podcast at gmail.com